This is Lost to Watch. My name is Alex Dunlap. I'm here as always with my co-host, Byron Lambert. We are coming to you live from Indianapolis, Lucas Oil Stadium, NFL Scouting Combine. This is where the stars of tomorrow are coming to shine or coming to fizzle out. We're bringing you all the news that we have from today, from yesterday, and what we're prognosticating might happen tomorrow. So you know, we're here joined by one of our good friends, Mike Loiko of NewEnglandPatriotsDraft.com, one of our most incredible sources for insight as far as information regarding these prospects. We are so excited to be here tonight with you. Thank you, listeners worldwide. I will hand it over to Byron, as always. Captain Ron, you want to steer this ship? Hey, we're ready to steer the ship. I, I think the ship ought to start sailing towards running back island. That's something that every one <laughs> of our listeners is always interested in, is running backs. Uh a guy I'd like to just go ahead and start with, the, the first guy on my set of notes here is LaMichael James, who actually had been, he's been working out at API down in Los Angeles. The interesting thing about James is he knows that the knock on him is being a little bit undersized, so he's worked really hard to put on some weight, and he actually weighed in at 194 pounds. He did measure in right at around 5'8". Um, so 194 starts to put him at a lot more legitimate size for being an NFL running back. Um, he, he says his elbows 100%, all systems are, are go. He says his the guys he really looks up to are Darren Sproles and Matt Forte. And there's been some, there's been some buzz here around the East Ballroom at Lucas Oil that he might turn in a 40 time that could possibly get him back into the conversation with some of these top, you know, top four, top five, top six running backs where it seemed like he'd been largely ignored. I'd like to I'd like to bring in our good friend Mike Loiko, uh, New England Patriots Draft dot com. Uh, Mike, what what are your what are your thoughts coming into this combine as far as uh, as far as LaMichael? He's going to be he's going to be running tomorrow. What do you what are you expecting to see? Well, well, Michael James is somebody that I'm much higher on than a lot of people. I actually have him at number five overall on my running back draft board. The only guys I have ahead of him are Richardson, Lamar Miller, David Wilson, and Doug Martin. So, well, Michael James is somebody I've actually been a big fan of just from afar his whole college career. I just think he's kind of a unique back. He's just such a dynamic runner, especially in the open field. Everything that he can bring to a team and Weighing in at 194 pounds, I think that's that's a great weighing for him. The knock on him, like you said, is that he is undersized. He won't be able to hold up, take the beating that NFL running backs take. But the thing that I see with James is he's a much more powerful runner than people give him credit for. He's a much better runner in between the tackles than people give him credit for. And he's just a hard runner. He's uh, he's more powerful than people think. And if you can get, find a way to get him on the edge of the offense, he's just so dangerous in space. Well, I, mean, I think he's somebody I think, that I, I don't see why teams in the second, early third round won't be wanting to take a chance on him. I'm sure the Kansas City Chiefs take a chance on a similar player, Dexter McCluster, in the early second round a couple of years ago. And I just think Michael James is just such a more all-around running back and more explosive player than McCluster. So 
that's the kind of comparison that you hear. Although Michael James is a much more polished runner and a, a lot more powerful than McCluster is at least. And I think he's somebody that if, if he runs tomorrow at 194, um, I'm expecting big things, at least 4-4 four, four flat. Hopefully he gets under that, then he's really going to create a buzz. Well, Mike just hit a few things right on the head here. Starting with the 40 time, I was able to speak with uh, the office of his representation prior coming here to the Combine. And as Alex mentioned, they are expecting LaMichael James to blow the top off the 40-yard dash. My opinion of him was that he was a scat. He might be just a scat back that maybe would be like second, third round pick, something like this. But I think Mike is ahead of the curve. Michael James is going to get drafted much higher than any of us expected. I feel like he's picking up quite a bit of momentum. And when you talk to him and you look at him, it's true. He seems like a tough guy that's willing to be physical. I mean, he says he wants to play special teams uh, in the league. So I see him as he's, – he's, he's not a traditional running back, but I do see him as a guy who's willing to stick his nose in there, take some contact, and play tough. Yeah, I agree 200 mark he says it hasn't affected his speed and one bit so you know I'm starting to think he's another guy that's a wild card that can really pay dividends for these teams and uh, I don't know if his draft stocks necessarily going up but I think somebody's gonna get a steal in the third or third round or something like this as a complimentary back and special teams player yeah and what people don't understand about Isaiah I, I had the chance to talk to him at length a couple of times at the senior bowl I think he might have thought I was stalking him I love him I love the way he cuts I love the way he, he I love his burst off his first initial cut I love his vision I think he's a great kid he's all smiles all the time but he's he's only been on special teams as a returner 
for the last three games of his college career. So, I mean, for him to come into the Senior Bowl, get Senior Bowl MVP honors, largely for the two big kick returns, is something that, you know, something the teams are definitely going to look at and see an explosive amount of potential there, especially considering it's something that he hadn't had much experience with. I'd be interested to hear what Mike has to say about Isaiah Pete. Yeah, I'm not quite as high on Pete as you guys are. I mean, I have him, looking at my board, I have him the number 10 running back overall, behind most of the other top guys. I mean, I still like Pete, somewhere in like the fourth round. I think the thing that separates Pete from a guy like Michael James, not only is the top end speed, which obviously Michael James had some of the top best top end speed in the entire draft, regardless of position is, Michael James, at least I think, in my opinion, is a better inside runner than Isaiah Pete. Pete tries to balance everything outside, kind of kind of forces it outside almost. He's not as natural of an inside runner between the tackles. So, I mean, at the NFL level, that's something that definitely you can't succeed unless you can run between the tackles. And what I like, what I would project Pete as 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 a third down back and special teams guy and that's just that's not a knock on him at all I mean he kind of reminds me of thinking about it now a little bit it's kind of like a guy like Kevin Falk almost a third down back who can catch the ball uh, he, pretty good, he added some weight so he has some pretty good muscle definition and weight now so I think that's a fair uh, comparison someone like Kevin Falk not someone that's going to be an every down back or one between the tackles but well, I think an interesting point to expand on that to me, I don't know how much it increases his value, but I do think it's a value add to him as a prospect is, is that um, when I was sitting at the table interviewing him yesterday, it just struck my mind that he has the body type of a running back that you'd want to probably flank out at wide receiver on occasion. And just as I was thinking that, he, of course, he mentions that he spent a lot of time at Cincinnati being flanked out at wide receiver. The type of league this is is about matchups. Getting him on a linebacker could be a nightmare, even a safety. And I know you say he doesn't have the top-end speed of a LaMichael James, but the bottom line is... He says he's a four three guy. We'll see when he runs. He's extremely he, he's 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 extremely fast. And I was telling Alex where I think he'd be perfect that I was conjuring up today is maybe somewhere like St. the the beat writers in St. Louis told Alex that they need touchdown makers. It's like, you know, Steven Jackson's getting a little bit older, but he's a full time back. Maybe bring a guy like Pete in to be to be the wild card in that offense and also a special teams contributor that can score on punt returns or kickoff returns. Well, Byron was today on the on the NEPD radio, which is uh, which is Mike's show along with Doug Kayed. We would recommend all of our listeners worldwide, please, please tune into these guys. You you, you won't regret it. Um, but uh, I I listened in for a little bit while I had a break today between media sessions. And, uh, you know, Mike's, Mike's staunch opinion is that the Rams are going to take Matt Khalil if they are not able to trade out of the two spot. Um, I'm not sure I completely agree with Mike's opinion on this from what I've sort of heard from people in the organization, from, but I, I, I certainly do respect the opinion. Uh, if, Matt, you know, if Matt Khalil does go there, they can't trade out of the spot, 
then yes. A guy like Isaiah Pede, one of these guys, you know, if he dropped, you know, to the beginning of the third, boy, what a steal and 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 what a what a difference maker. Do you, do you see him as a good complimentary piece, Mike? I will say this. What I've heard about the Rams is they have a pretty reliable source inside or was inside the Rams organization and I'm a hundred percent sure if they don't trade down that they are gonna take Matt Cole. There's no doubt about it in my mind. They knew Jason Smith was a bust immediately before he even stepped on the field Hold on, Mike, 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 Mike. Let me me cut you off just real quick right there because that's going to be interesting to a lot of our Central Texas listeners. As far as as Jason Smith coming out of Baylor, he seemed like a surefire bet. You know, what what is this – why – I know we're getting off of running backs a little bit here, but let's just go on a quick quick, – let's just go on a quick little tangent here. What what happened there? The main knock on Jason Smith is he's very soft – doesn't play with that physical, the physicalness and the intensity that you need to play at the NFL level. And from what I've heard is you've missed a lot of practice time and a lot of games with just some minor nicks and bruises. And that really turned people off real quickly. And just, I mean, I guess from what I've, everything that I've gathered is he's just basically a soft player all around. A little bit of a stay puff marshmallow, man. Well, let's get back to the, let's get back to the running backs for our listeners. We know we know they're going to be very interested in the next two guys that I bring up. A big big conundrum for all of the NFL draft pundits right now is everybody knows Trent Richardson is the number one back on the board, as he should be. As he should be, but everybody wants to know who's number two, and it seems like the general consensus right now is David is it, Wilson. It's two A and two B between David Wilson and Lamar Miller. And why I find that so interesting is when I put on the tape of those two guys, I feel like they actually have very similar running styles. I I was struggling so much to think of a comparison for each of these guys. I know you had said DeMarco Murray. I kind of... They remind me of a DeMarco Murray with their upright writing styles. And I agree about the upright running styles. I kind of think that... David Wilson has a little bit, a little bit of a dash of Matt Forte to him as far as his receiving ability out of the backfield, as far as his ability to get behind the, you know, to 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 get behind his offensive line on screens, make himself really small, and then burst out of there. It reminds me a lot of Forte, uh, and, and with these two guys, I think a lot of people are having a little bit of a hard time deciding. Well, and to me, the comparison to Forte with Wilson is. When I look at Wilson on tape, I feel like he's cut high at the waist. Exactly. Which, if you look at Forte, That's a very good point. Forte is cut high at the waist. So my opinion from watching the film on these guys is that they have similar styles. I feel like David Wilson has a little bit more of a wow factor. And only to make think this whole conundrum more complicated today, I was able to sit down with both of these gentlemen and ask, and ask them what they expect to do in their 40-yard dash, because obviously this is something everybody's interested in, and I thought this might be an area where these guys could begin to separate themselves. Funny enough, in completely separate interviews, almost verbatim, they answered my question the exact same. Both gentlemen said they are 4-3 flat guys that are expecting to post something in the high 4-2s tomorrow 
uh, here on the field in Indianapolis. Mike, will you just give us, I, we know you've done the extensive scouting reports on both these guys. Will you just give us the rundown on your opinion, what your feeling is on these two, and how they compare to each other, and who is the number two back in this draft? I'm with you guys. It's really, really close, and they really are really, really similar players. Just breaking them down individually a bit. Lamar Miller is a little bit bigger than David Wilson, probably two or three inches. Let me see what the actual measurements are from the actual way. I know Wilson measuring 5'9 and 6'8", I want to say, and Lamar Miller measured in at 5'10 and a third, so they're about 7 inches. Lamar Miller is about 7 inches taller. No, not seven inches, about seven-tenths of an inch taller. So um, they both have similar running styles. They're both lit and fast. That's actually what I'm going to be watching tomorrow, see which one of them runs faster. I wouldn't be shocked. Lamar Miller, everybody's talking about him all fast. I wouldn't be shocked if Wilson actually is faster. I actually spent a good amount of time this week watching David Wilson on some film of him, and he gets to the corner and upfield as quick as anybody in this draft. He's just so explosive to the edge. And the way he makes cuts at full speed, I mean, his lateral agility is just unbelievable. So both of them only been really the number one back and the ultra-productive for one year. Lamar Miller has more injury concerns with the knee injury. That's something that might be a separating factor from teams. I also, just from watching some YouTube clips, there's some pre-game speeches that David Wilson has given and they're just incredible so he, just from the looks of it looks like he's really one of the team leaders guys that come out of Miami running backs like that I don't know why they just tend to scare me a little bit a lot of them think they're better than they really are but I'd say Wilson trying to find a comparison for them is tough just thinking of it while I was sitting here and you guys were talking I could see them being kind of like a Fred Jackson almost that's a, hey, that's a great comparison. I, I didn't even think about that. That's a really good comparison. Fred Jackson. Yeah, totally. I think it's funny you mentioned that Miller... I, I think it's funny you mentioned Miller, the Miami running backs might think a little more of themselves than they really are because, first, you know, I hadn't ever seen anything to wow me about Lamar Miller's production. I've heard more of him now as we're heading into the draft. And I, I wonder, is that because he's a Miami running back? And... The interesting thing is, you know, he's coming out as a redshirt sophomore. So he could stay in school quite a bit longer. So I wonder if that lends itself to Mike's point that these guys think a little higher of themselves than maybe they really should. And then on the David Wilson front, I've seen those clips of him giving the pregame speeches. It's absolutely inspirational. And a note I have here on David Wilson that matches up with this is that he was a very, very well-spoken young man. We have met the young man. He is a he's a de- he's a definite leader. And you know, seeing both these guys walking around here at Lucas Oil, I will tell you as far as my eyeballs, I was a little bit more impressed. And I mean, plain clothes, none of this matters. We're not talking about flag football here. We're you know we're <laughs> we're scouting the real NFL football game. But as far as plain clothes, eyeball test. I thought that David Wilson was a little bit more of an impressive-looking prospect, but, you know. Well, a couple more notes on these guys, and I got one last question for, for Mike on, on these two gentlemen. Something our listeners might find interesting uh, also lends itself to David Wilson's athleticism. He's sick, he was sixth in the nation in triple jump coming into college, so he was 
that that shows explosive athleticism. Um, so you know that would help explain what we've seen from him on the field. Uh, Lamar Miller compares himself. He said the the Miami compare. They always want to compare him to previous Miami running backs. He says the Miami running back he compares himself the most to is a Clinton Portis, or he's or those are the comparisons he thinks are the most on point. My feeling is that strictly because of the upright running styles, I don't see him being nearly as physical as Clinton Portis. Both running backs said that they have to improve on being more physical blockers. David Wilson mentioned to me that he was also knew, knew he needed to improve as a receiver, whereas Lamar Miller said that he thought he had good hands and was a good receiver. So I'm curious what Mike thinks about their difference in their receiving skills from uh, from what he's seen. Mike, do you have an opinion on that? Yeah, well, just looking at the numbers right in front of me, Lamar Miller only caught, let me just see real quick, I believe he only caught 17 balls this year, which really isn't a big number for somebody that's as explosive as him. He had, looking at his numbers, he had 227 carries, 1,333 yards, and then he only had 17 catches for 85 yards. And he only had... Three games where he didn't even catch a ball, so his receiving skills need a lot of work, apparently. I mean, I've seen David Wilson from us on tape. He catches the ball pretty well with his hands. He kind of extends them and goes out to get them, which I like to see. I would say that Lamar Miller is more of kind of a straight line speed guy. Well, I would. Wilson's kind of more of the make you miss lateral agility guy. Both are pretty explosive. And regardless of what we say today, they're both someone that I'm going to go back and watch a lot more film on. Just to, I mean, it's going to be go down to draft day for not only scouts but teams as well to try to different, differentiate between the two. And if I was picking today, I would probably it's tough just to even do it in this setting. But I would say that Maybe Miller has the higher upside, but I'd say Miller definitely has the higher bust factor as well. Do you think they're? Do you think either of these guys are worthy of a first round pick? No, I wouldn't think either of them in the first round. Hey, and one other question for you because I know you've watched all the tape. This is something Alex and I were debating a little bit today, and I just couldn't quite remember. But I started thinking about Virginia Tech running backs when I was watching this Wilson tape. Do you think does Wilson remind you at all of a Kevin Jones, or are those guys two completely different types of running backs? Kevin Jones is much bigger back, so no, I wouldn't say not. You know, he reminds me of Ryan Williams from last year. That's who he's very similar to the Virginia Tech back last year. He got drafted by the Cardinals in the second round, but towards the tell tendon or dislocated his kneecap, or towards the tell tendon in the preseason, so. He's a very similar running back to Ryan Williams, actually. They're both under 5'10", fast, explosive to the outside. So, I don't really have Kevin Williams, I mean, Kevin Jones' measurables, or, but just from off the top of my head, I would say Kevin Jones is much bigger, probably a little bit. I know Kevin Jones ran a really good 40 time at the combine, but he didn't really play the way he ran. So, I wouldn't say necessarily. Well, Mike, let's get on. Let's get on to the guy that everybody wants to know the, about the most. It's obviously Trent Richardson. There's, you know, there's the debate of 
what the value is of a running back to NFL teams, how that should affect his draft status. I know a lot of people say he, he's definitely one of the five best players in this draft and he should be drafted accordingly to that. Um, I thought a int- very interesting tidbit from his press conference yesterday was I, he, he mentioned in the press conference that him and Mark Ingram are very close that they are the, each other's biggest critics and they stay in touch. So I was fascinated by the point that, look, these guys are both high, these, these guys are both Heisman Trophy guys. You've got Ingram, who didn't go until the end of the first round, but now people are talking about Richardson being a top five guy. And so I asked him, I said, well, hey, if you guys are each other's busy, biggest critics, I said, you know, would you mind doing me a favor and just telling me what do you think the differences are between you and Mark Ingram's games? And, you know, and what he said to Byron was largely the same as what Dante Hightower and Courtney Upshaw both told me today in their interviews. And going against the two, they said that Mark Ingram was a Emmett Smith-style back. He was, she was shifty, great vision. What we've seen of him this year, obviously he had the bruised heel, a little bit of trouble off and on there, running back by committee there in, uh, there in New Orleans. But, you know, as we're talking as a collegiate prospect. That's who they compared him to. But they said as far as Trent, he has all of the same attributes, but Trent would come at them. Trent was not afraid of contact and that – he had all of the same vision, all of the same capability, all of the same moves as Ingram had previously. I'd be interested to hear. Well, th- that's not exactly what 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 Trent said. Is I just, thought that's what Trent well, said to Trent, you. Trent said that they had very similar games, but he said he'd have to give he'd, it, he'd he'd have to say that Ingram had better, maybe a little better vision and more moves. And that he, Trent, liked contact more. And so my question is, to uh, Mike Loico, NewEnglandPatriotsDraft.com, what is it about, about why would, do you really want a back that likes contact that much? Or do you end up with a LeGarrette Blunt that runs into tackles? Obviously we haven't seen that out of Richardson, but is it that, you know, is it is, is it that good a thing to say about a back that they like contact and please Mike please di- give us a differentiation yeah. between him and, and Ingram in your opinion because we're talking about guys well, who... I, I think I think it's pretty much apples and oranges I mean you're talking about one back who's kind of a hard working has to try everything you know he's done has had to work hard for and Mark Ingram and then Trent Richardson's just such a natural I mean he's God gifted you know God if you are going to carve a running back out of stone. I mean, Trent Richardson, I mean, just looking at the pictures of him from high school, he looks, I mean, it's just unreal how sculpted this kid is. And he, he never even looked at weights in high school. It's, I mean, the body he has now is just God-given, which is just crazy to even think about. I try to compare the main difference between them. I mean, you're talking about Trent Richardson, who arguably is, one of the most physical runners since Eric Dickerson. I mean, go back and look at any game you want. He does not, no matter what, he does not go down on first contact. He needs to be dragged down to the ground by two, three, four. His feet just never, ever stop. They keep going always. He 
is not afraid to take. I'd say defenders are more afraid to tackle him than he is to run over defenders. So there's this really a misconception about contact and taking contact at the NFL. Players, when they take on contact and injuries occur, is when players aren't going 100% and going full speed. That's when the contact takes, uh, takes more of a toll and injuries occur is when you're not going 100%. So... Someone like Richardson is always running 100%, always keeps his pads over his feet and over his shoulders. I mean, he runs at such great balance and just such control. It's just, it's impossible to bring him down. And the vision question, I, I mean, Richardson's vision is much, much greater than Mark Ingram's. When you think of Ingram, he is what he is. As a Patriots fan, I, I thought the Patriots were actually going to take Ingram last year. They traded down with hey, I, I was on that bandwagon. I thought they were too. It turned out that they never really were gonna. But I thought Ingram just—he is what he is. He's not going to be a running back that breaks off 20, 30 yard shots at a time. Richardson—he can do that. He runs in between, outside. He's going to pick up the hard, tough fourth and one yard. But he could also break off a 30, 40 yard run. Mark Ingram's not going to break off many 40, 50-yard runs. And he's even playing in an offense right now, which, I mean, I really thought the Saints did trade up for him was just pointless. I thought it, they're not going to end up using him the right way. He's going to be a, a running back that needs to be behind center, eye formation, and run between the tackles. So I'm not really sure why Ingram's even in New Orleans, but I would just say it's apples and oranges. Richardson just, like I said today on my podcast, the best running back to come out since Peterson. Probably the most physical runner to come out since uh, Dickerson. And like I was talking to Byron about today, if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at number five pass up on Trent Richardson, they are going to regret it for a long, long time. If they pass up on Trent Richardson at number five, then they are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, <laughs> as <laughs> as as we know them, the, the creamsicle yuccaneers. Yeah, I, I feel like there are two undeniable facts here. We're looking at the best running back prospect since Adrian Peterson, and we're looking at a prospect who has very little tread on his tires, having sat behind Mark Ingram for so long and having only really one true year of complete bell cow status. Well, I have one last question for you, Mike, because as we found out, uh, Richardson's not going to be running here. And when you watch him on TV, you see he's fast. I'm just not quite sure how fast. How fast is Richardson? Is he a lot fast? I mean, what what type of time would you expect him to post when he does run at his pro day? He'll probably be around. I mean, it's tough to tell with him because he's such a God-given athlete. He doesn't look too fast on TV, but... It honestly wouldn't shock me if you post something in the four, four, five range. But uh, I would say minimum four, five, four, five, two at the lowest. But I think he goes below four, five pretty easily, somewhere mid four, fours. And I mean, if he does that, if he runs anything better than that, then look out. Sub four, five will be great for him. Two, two last guys. I just want to mention we're not going to spend very much time on him, but two guys. I was impressed with the, the Senior Bowl. I know I know Alex was very high on one of them. Is I liked Vic Ballard the week of practice. Doug Martin, we think, is a very explosive player who Alex has been preach, preaching about his exploits for quite some time now. 
got a chance today when we were interviewing Fletcher Cox, who's also from Mississippi State. I asked him what it was like facing Vic Ballard every day in practice and what he, you know, what he would tell me about Vic Ballard. And the main thing he said, well, two things. He said he's a leader, a vocal leader, and a hard worker. But he said, man, that is one tough dude to tackle. He, you cannot arm tackle him, and he's incredibly tough to bring now to bring down. Now, as far as Doug Martin's concerned, we actually haven't had a chance to speak with him, or I don't even know if we've seen him here at in Indy yet. But this is a guy when I watch film. I mean, when you start talking that we're talking about David Wilson and Lamar Miller in the top of the second round, that means you're talking about a guy like Martin, late second or early third, and I think that could be the steal of the draft. He's extremely versatile and he's very explosive. Do you do you guys have an opinion on 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 on, on those gentlemen? Alex can go first. Well, I mean, just it, as as far as Doug, obviously he's one of the guys that we had at RosterWatch.com as our weigh-in warriors at the Senior Bowl. There were only four of these guys that we really identified as being freakish physical specimens. Those four players were Courtney Upshaw of Alabama, and it was, uh, who else? It was, it was it Mike was, Martin, Mike Keenan Robinson. It was Mike Martin, Keenan Robinson, and who was the fourth? I can't think of the I can't think of the fourth right now. It's going to come. It's going to come to me real soon. But as 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 far as you know, as far as Doug Martin, uh, love is you know love is love is speed. I don't think he's got necessarily really good top end speed, but I think he has really good second level speed. I feel like from ten yards to twenty yards, he has almost as good a speed as any of these guys. I feel like. He's definitely a guy who makes better cuts whenever he has defenders in front of him. He does not make good cuts behind offensive linemen, which worries you a little bit. But he's he's smart. He looks like a little mighty mouse. He's a little powerful package. I I, I feel like he could be a real contributor on a team coming in, maybe being a little bit of a third down back to begin with. He's he, Self-admittedly, he has a little bit of trouble with pass, with pass protection, but it's something that he knows he has trouble with and that he's addressing. Uh, Mike, what are your what are your thoughts on these guys? Yeah, I have Martin as the fourth back behind the top three, Richardson, Wilson, and uh, Miller. Martin's one of those backs. He doesn't do anything really great, but he doesn't have any huge holes in his game. I mean, he's built five nine, two twenty. About he's just a rock solid. He runs hard. He's a physical runner inside. He's not going to have great speed. He's probably going to be four, five, eight, four, six, even maybe. But he's a powerful runner. He runs hard. He'll run through to you. I mean, he's just been ultra, ultra productive at Boise State. Um, as far as Vic Ballard goes, they're kind of similar running backs. Vic Ballard isn't as thickly built or powerful. But I think Vic Ballard has a little bit more wiggle to his game almost. I think he can make more people miss. And I'd be interested to see what the difference in their speed is. I wouldn't be surprised if Vic Ballard even runs maybe a little bit faster than Doug Martin. I, I, that might just be my perception, but that wouldn't surprise me at all. I think Vic Ballard might even have, I don't know, their hands are going to be very similar. Neither one's a big-time pass catcher. They're probably they're both first and second down backs. They're probably going to come off the field 
third down, although Doug Martin did show at the senior bowl that he does have pretty good hands. They're, they're similar backs like Wilson and Miller, but Martin just doesn't have too many holes in his game. He's, he's ultra-productive. Hey, hey, Mike, and then Alex says that he says that Martin reminds him of, of a of a Frank Gore style running back. I heard a gentleman bring up what I thought was a better comparison yesterday. A better one than he, Frank Gore. He said he said Doug Martin reminds him of Ahmad Bradshaw. And when you're talking about being quick but not top end speed and the size, I kind of saw that. Do you do you see any validity to those, to either of those comparisons? Well, uh, Bradshaw is pretty. He's more like six feet. As I believe, two forty almost or something like that. I, I think Gore is a pretty fair comparison. I mean, Gore wasn't—he was a third-round guy. He had major injury concerns coming out of Miami. Kind of fell under the radar almost. I remember his freshman sophomore year at Miami. He was a highly recruited kid, big-time recruit, but due to his injuries and stuff, he really came out early too, probably because of his knee injuries and really fell under the radar. I would say that's a pretty fair comparison, but, I mean, I don't know if Doug Martin will be as good as Frank Gore. I don't know. Hey, and by the way, just to pipe in, I'm looking up Bradshaw right now. Bradshaw is listed at 5'10", 214 pounds. Yeah, so I guess they're both fair comparisons then. Ladies and gentlemen. I I don't think either of them, Gore is one of the better pass catchers in the NFL, and Bradshaw can catch. So, I mean, maybe the running style is similar, but as far as an all-around running back, neither of them can catch the ball, but it is either of those two guys. Big Tower is definitely a sleeper, though. I like Big Tower. If you turn on the film, I mean, he wasn't worth it. Mississippi State didn't have much on offense. All the defenses had to do really was bottle up Big Tower, and they would win the game. So, Tower dealt with a lot of back defenses up back in the front seven, and he had a decent year. I mean, I expected much, much more from him after his junior year. So, I mean, if he had a big-time junior year, if Mississippi State had some help on offense, he could have been up there with uh, Doug Martin in that discussion because they really are similar players. Take two on the epic out. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Alex Dunlap. I'm here, as always, with Byron Lambert. We are joined by our good friend, our bro, Mike Loiko. New England Patriots Draft.com. What you need to know, they got it there as far as the scouting reports. Everything you want to know about any one of these players, they got from the guy that's going to get drafted first overall to Mr. Irrelevant. You can find them there. To all of our fans, to all of our constituents of NFL sickness and diplomacy, ladies and gentlemen worldwide, this is Rock Rock.